Hey, how's it going, guys? Frank with Tithely uh, coming to you with another episode of Modern Church Leader. Uh, super excited about today's guest. Uh, it's Monday, 9 a.m., and I'm hearing feedback somewhere, so let me fix that. Okay, feedback gone. Um, anyways, great to see you guys. Um, I know there's always a bunch jumping on from YouTube and Facebook, so thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, talking about kind of church online and specifically how to really grow kind of an online church and ministry uh, using some of the tools out there like Zoom and others. So uh, pumped about today's show. And without further ado, let me bring in our guest, Dan Duvall. Hey, Dan, how's it going? It's going real good. Thanks for having me. It's good, good to have you all the way from Houston, uh, visiting Houston today, but uh, all the way from Houston. That's right. Yes, yes. Um, why don't you tell us real quick uh, just a little bit about yourself, Bride Ministries, and we can then kind of jump right into uh, kind of how you guys are doing church. Yeah. Uh, so Bride Ministries is an interesting, I think, ministry for some. We began as an online outreach Back in 2012, I had written a book, started a blog, essentially, and in two, like in 2012, launched a podcast. Okay. And that was our ministry. Uh, in 2015, we transitioned to Texas and launched a church, an internet church in 2016. We called it the Fireplace Church initially. And we're going to be talking about that today. But yeah. um, that really brought into our outreach uh, as a ministry we spend a lot of time focusing on uh, getting people really engaged in, in in their spiritual life uh engaged with you know uh deep intimate relationship with god and also ministering to survivors of deep trauma so we have a lot of special resources specialized tools and so forth to help people get results in areas that are, are quite challenging to make mm -hmm. progress in. And um, yeah, we, we are continuing to grow through today. Yeah. Uh, some of our future plans include survivor housing for trauma survivors. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, when we were chatting last week uh, and you kind of said it like you started off as an internet or an online based ministry and that kind of grew into kind of online church. Uh, whereas most churches go the other way around, right? They kind of have a physical presence, they have a building, whether it's a building they own or they're renting or they're out of a middle school or something like that. Uh, and they have an add-on kind of online component. Uh, I mean, and, and obviously during COVID, everybody's got an online component to an extent, but you guys went the other way. So you were already online when COVID hit. Um, but you were mentioning how you started early days you kind of went online and you know when we chatted you're like we got all the gear and we did all of this stuff and then it was sort of like epic fail um can you 100%. talk talk to us a little bit about like what did you do to get ready like what what would that prep look like what did you do what did you buy and then like why was it such a failure at the beginning 100 well you know, it, was, it was a real interesting story you know going back to 2014 you know i walked into a church and uh this pastor just like prophesied all this stuff over me and it was like all right you're being released you're you're called you have an apostolic mantle blah 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 um in 2015 is when we really began to launch mm -hmm. the bride ministries that you see today yeah and as that developed what i what i was led to do was start doing these online courses so i was like you know make these eight week trainings and i started with like 
10 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I just recruited random folks off of email list. And, um, you know, we started with the subject of grace. And then I wrote another course called, you know, we call it the realm of Jesus Christ now. And then added on and on. Well, yeah. moving through 2015, as I was doing that, every time we did another round of these eight-week studies, more people would sign up. By the end of the year, going into 2016, we had literally uh, well over 100 people engaged in these online courses for eight weeks at a time. And what happened was those courses would start and people would be all shy and whatever. By the end of them, everyone's connecting and like, oh my gosh, you know, I really enjoyed this. I got so much out of it. My life changed. I met people, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, why is it over? What are we going to do now? And, you know, I just throw my shoulder and say, I don't know what you're going to (laughs) do. Sign up the next time. (laughs) Right. I'm working on the next. And what, how are you delivering them? This was Zoom or or Google Hangouts or pre-recording them? We started with Google Hangouts. We went to WebEx. At one point we tried any meeting. I mean, I basically went through all the different products. Yeah. Um, Eventually we landed on Zoom because in my opinion, it just worked a little better, had less glitches. Right. But yeah, we were just using internet software. And, and, you know, so then when we got to 2016, we said, Hey, we're going to put together something because we our our listening audience is literally all over the world. Like, right. We're not even limited to the U S we have people in Canada. We have people in Africa. We, we have people in Australia. We have people all over the map. And so, uh, in order to put a consistent community together, we're going to start an online church. I remember talking to people about this back in 2016. I said, we're going to do this. And I talked to pastors and they, they looked at me like, that's not real church. <laughs> it, it's just not real church. Right. That's not, there's no way that that's going to work. <laughs> and the unfortunate truth was that when we started it that way, ultimately the first iteration did not work. Right. And, and I'll tell you why. But man, it was really exciting getting started. And it was a faith walk. I said, you know, we're going to do this. And this is what it's going to cost. At the time, our ministry, we really didn't have a lot of support. Like I don't have large donors and people like institutional funding and, you know, someone like, you know, backing me with like, you know, a really solid, like I didn't have any of that. We, we just were a ministry basically just taking goodwill offerings from random people. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it wasn't like we had lots of incoming, but I said, we're going to do this. And I, I knew we had a mandate from God to do it. And all the money came in. We were able to spend about $15,000 at the time, 2016, wow. on um, the equipment, which, you know, for I mean, there are million dollar ministries. They're like, oh, 15000 oh, We raised no, that one weekend. That's a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> but for us at the time, it was like, you know, we got everything we needed and we that wasn't only cost. We had to do a web build out. We built the, you know, the platform and we did it in such a way where we actually produced our sermons and illustrated them. Mm-hmm. So all of our initial first sermons was like, we're going to put up the green screen. Um, we did, you know, I, I had a, a guy and he was illustrating the sermon. So we would record them and then he put the background in. We had a moving slide that we, it was like a screen that was digital. We could bring it in and pull it out with right. graphics put all kinds of stuff up there, illustrate, narrate, whatever. Almost like um, a whole studio. Like you, you built kind of a studio to, to do this thing. We built a studio in my uh, loft and <laughs> we would record there. 
And, and so every Sunday, what we did was we would play one of those illustrated sermons and we configured something. It was like the first of its kind. I don't really know anyone else that did this because we were after actual community, not just a stream. Right. So everyone would click a button at the end of the sermon and they'd pop in a group. And I had trained some moderators. And so the groups would auto populate and people would just have folks show up in their group. Mm-hmm. And they'd be able to talk about it. And we had, you know, some specific questions and people would yeah. be able to have Bible study and community. Like right after you're done. they Right pop. after I was done. Yeah. And that's that's kind of, I, I don't know if every church is doing this, but I've definitely heard, uh, man, who was I talking to? I think I was talking to um, a pastor out of Atlanta from C3 Church who was the first one to say it to me. I'm, I don't know if he was the first one to come up with it, but in the COVID time, he was like, yeah, after church, we have Zoom rooms. And so we've got moderators that are in, you know, they're all kind of built into Zoom and you kind of just randomly break everyone out into Zoom rooms because Zoom supports that like kind of functionality. And so it's made it very easy for anybody to do. And I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. It's the first time I had heard of it, right? Um, but you were giving that a go back in 2006, so um super cool yeah, yeah 2016 and that was before Zoom. So we, we actually had to engineer with our web designers a way to do this because right. there was no like pre-built algorithm that we could find right zoom wasn't out there and and so this is going but how come that didn't end up working crash and burned crash yeah and like what happened because like, it sounds super cool and you know you had an audience and it was you know, it was such a cool idea. You know, you even streamed some worship at the beginning. And, you know, we, we got everything in place that so we needed to do that. And then we play the message. We had this. I, we thought I, I thought we had just literally done one of the coolest things ever. Right. And and it crashed and burned. And I'll tell you why. It was because as as a leader, I was not present. I had in in this format actually engineered my need to be present out of the equation altogether. Mm-hmm. So you basically got a video of me, but right. I wasn't actually involved. And, and it, right. that's just the biggest thing that I think was a learning curve is that th- there are certain principles that you can never take away. And one of those is genuine leadership and the fathering right. of an organization or call. You can't take that away. And I did. So that void then left basically our moderators filling in the shoes that I should have been filling in from the front. Right. And they weren't anointed or prepared to do that. And so what, what wound up happening was people would just get the playback on YouTube later on and they wouldn't actually show up for the live service. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think our live attendance went down to about 20 from right. over 200 when we launched. Wow. Which yeah. Was, I mean- it's interesting because it kind of makes sense like youtube you know in the internet is on demand like i i can go and do it whenever i want and so if there's not something at a certain time that makes me want to go do it i'm going to do it when it fits best for me like maybe i don't want to get up that early or whatever i don't know you know but like i can just fit it in my day whenever it kind of makes sense for me because there's no draw to be there then um, so that totally, that makes a lot of sense that people would just start like, Hey, I'm going to go catch the recording. Yeah. Yeah. It is not, you know, faithfulness when you are like that digitally anchored is a, is a bit challenging. So yeah. 
there's no accountability at all. And, and, and so anyway, fast forward, we had to course correct in 2017 and rethink this. And in the rethinking, we said, okay, we're, we're going to end the, because we were spending a lot of money doing the, the production. And it was just, right. And it was not paying off. So I actually moved to zoom and literally just opened a zoom room had a way for people to access it from the website and we just started preaching on zoom but with this model what it, that actually allowed for was interaction with me and others in the community in church context right as soon as we made that shift believe it or not it began to grow and do much better for everyone without all of the money all of the production all of the illustration like i thought that that would actually be a good right. thing but there, there's something something about actually being there to impart into the moment that seemed to be a difference maker. Right. And so that is how we began to grow from that point. We, we cut all the groups out and then we began to rethink that. Fast forward, uh, we had to change eventually because it grew too much and we just couldn't fit everyone in these Zoom rooms anymore. So now we've moved on from that model. But what we've done for community, and this has been really healthy for our organization, um, we created our an entire Bible Institute at Bride Ministries. And um, what we began to do is train moderators to play those ministry, like the uh, videos from the Institute, mm-hmm. and then hold meetings after that where people are able to discuss those. And ha- this has become our ongoing weekly Bible study meetings. It has been a phenomenal element of of our ministry and what we're able to offer so people are coming to the church but then independent of that entire experience are the internet groups with our materials and and it has been amazing to watch the kind of transformation it's bringing people um, and one of the other things that we added that was super healthy for us is you know just barring on the wisdom of some of the pastors that i had talked to in the beginning that said this will never work was actually putting people in face-to-face connection strategically. Yeah. We, we we realized that that actually has to happen on some level at some point. Right. And so what we did was we began to do what we call advances, which are basically retreats. And we say, you know, twice a year, we get a place, um, a hotel. We're now moving into resorts, but we started at like basically like campgrounds. Grassroots, <laughs> man, just growing it. And, and we had people fly in from all over, you know, that were connected to us and felt, you know, a kindred spirit with our ministry. Right. Um, and, and we just literally hung out for three days together. It's fellowship, worship, teaching, eating meals together. When we began to do that, and this was 2018, uh, that just caused everything to really take off. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you have, a hybridization process where you're marrying uh, face-to-face ministry and uh, actual people in fellowship to a digital medium. Right. Um, And even with limited face-to-face, it's like, as long as there's a little bit of that, as long as there's a direct connection to the leadership, as long as, you know, you are providing some modicum of that aspect, uh, you wind up with being able to lean heavily into technology and yeah. see extraordinary fruit. 
And I, I mean, I was mentioning to you as soon as you said that, as we were chatting last week, I was like, man, that's that's kind of like what Tithely is, right? Like we're a full remote company, um, not a church, not the same, but this concept of like, okay, we're all remote. There's, you know, 120 of us around the country and a few in actually Australia, Canada, and a few other places. But once a year, we all get together and just have a big offsite. We'll get together for three days. And uh, people who have never met in person, they've only interacted via Zoom online uh, for different meetings and things like that. They get together and it's like they're long lost friends. And it's a big old uh, good family reunion where people want to be there. They're having a good time. It's super refreshing and encouraging for everybody to see each other in person. And then we go back and, you know, do another year and then a year later, get back together. And um, it's a really unique and uh, it's super cool and fascinating to watch. Right. When you see like the first time we did one, we were like, whoa, this is awesome because um, we're all such good kind of friends virtually. So I can totally see when you start online in your sense and then kind of adding that in-person component. I think a lot of churches now, right now, who have been all digital for months now are like waiting for that moment. Like I imagine all these churches that, you know, were, are the normal traditional church model in a building physically together. When people go back, it's gonna be like a party, like a celebration because everyone's been dying to be back in person. Um, but cool how you've, you know, I'm wandering around, but you know, cool how you've incorporated that element into your stuff um, while figuring out how to do online really, really well. Um, Let's talk about, I guess, maybe in the last little bit here, how you're taking that hybrid model a little bit further and even why you're kind of out in Houston. Like, what are you guys thinking uh, about, you know, physical in the building kind of church? Absolutely. Well, this is the thing, you know, you asked me what, what kind of term would you ascribe to what's happening here? I talked with my wife about it and, and she really nailed it. it she, she gave me a term. OK, and it, it's the digitally resilient church. What that means is that as our world is changing, because no. it is, um, the church does not need to become outdated or outmoded. It just means that we are able to transition with the way the world is changing and continue right. to reach people with the gospel. So we're a digitally resilient church. And mm -hmm. uh, for us, you know, that transition it means you're, you're, you're not just um, anchoring completely in one direction or completely in the other. It's, it, it's a balance of both. And as we're transitioning, you know, we're going to be bringing in the digital element, the technology element in a unique way, even as we begin to back into more traditional models. And so we're here in Houston looking at properties. Why? Because we're going to be getting a ministry training center. We're establishing a base of operations for our ministry in Houston. Uh, we're going to begin doing weekly meetings like a church would. Uh, we're also going to be getting property out here. We're going to be building survivor housing for trauma survivors. And um, we're going to have a whole program for that and everything else. So we're really setting up a base of operations here uh, for a lot of the expressions our ministry is stepping into. Um, and one of the things that we're doing, because we have such a robust online family in different areas of the world we're going to be bringing that family into what we're building in the 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 the, the physical so or the you know the church model and so yeah. 
we want to use technology to bring in even like one of our leaders todd amazing guy but he lives in wisconsin and he's not moving to houston because right. he has an amazing job like his stuff is there we're going to be importing his teachings and, and study into our building through technology right. we're going to have people gathered in our building that are going to interact with that while he's in wisconsin and, and in today's world there's no challenge doing that right you know we're going to have meetings on a weekly basis where i'm preaching to a live uh, uh, community of people that are here in houston but we're going to keep the online element where i'm taking questions and interacting with people that are watching on youtube and watching on facebook a lot from the pulpit right in front of everyone that's there so that we can maintain a robust interaction with our larger broader family while also accommodating those that want that and can be part of that person-to-person -person interaction and eventually you know we may even expand into satellite hubs and, and have different houses of worship in different states like, I, I don't know how this is going to grow right right but we're going after it yeah you're you're mixing it up and i i love one of the things you said early on is just this concept of you know it didn't work when the personal connection was gone and that that was the big kind of like failure moment right and so you know and and even now i think a lot of churches are you know they're they're recording services and they're kind of doing what you started doing like producing recording everything and then playing it premiering it on youtube or premiering it on facebook um and that that human element so uh, mi like mixing it together where you've got in the building but you're also doing it for the online audience and you're trying to keep that personal connection um is so important i actually think like recording certain elements but having a live element to your online church service even now for most churches right you guys are unique but every church that's out there that's doing church online there's something about having the the actual live element versus the whole thing being pre-recorded and just you're you're just watching it like with your popcorn kind of thing like um so i love what you guys are up to have you thought about maybe as a final question have you thought about how you're gonna mix the two or are you gonna have like zoom going and so you've got the live audience that's sort of easy like people showing up in the building um and are you gonna have camera with zoom and people on zoom kind of thing or what how are you thinking about pulling those things together yeah totally so you know i i think that what we're gonna be doing we actually have a church dreaming service that we okay. use for the, the live church and then we push it out to youtube and facebook primarily yeah. um we used to have our own little channel but that was buggy so we just yeah. kind of cut that out but you know um we're going to keep zoom for the weekly bible studies okay yep. those weekly bible studies we're just going to keep expanding moderators that are trained and um you know good to go solid people that we could trust right to, to host those so we can keep growing that weekly offering through our ministry which which is equipping people um for the church yeah you know we're probably going to expand to the point that we have a stream like a live stream with a multiple camera setup, um, but we'll have someone that's moderating, you know, YouTube chat, Facebook chat, pulling questions off, and just sending those right to my tablet where I'm preaching from, so I can see what's popping up. That's kind of being filtered for me, so I don't have to do all the homework. 
And yeah. then I can just respond to that from the pulpit as we are, you know, streaming live in these different directions. So that interaction is really happening. Yeah. 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 Super cool. I mean, that's a, it's a whole new element taking live questions or just live engagement and kind of talking to the people who are online while you're also talking to the people in the building in a more direct way. Cause you know, when you're streaming, you're obviously talking to everyone, but trying to pull in kind of the comments and the community and the engagement uh, is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, well, man, this has been awesome. Thank you uh, a ton for your time today and for sharing with the audience kind of how you guys have been growing, how you think about church. Um, let me, let me close with one final question. Uh, you talked about mindset a little bit kind of back. So in order for a pastor to be great in this kind of online church world, as everyone's kind of learning, what, tell us a little bit about your mindset with doing things online. Absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, you got to think about actually being effective. You know, the, the, the body of Christ in some cases has uh, majored on the minors. We, we, we've focused on doing things in a way that, you know, past generations would have done them mm -hmm. at the expense of staying relevant. And that is, I think, part of the mindset is, okay, but is that what's the mind of Christ? Like there's a mind of Christ for right now, and we've been given that. So I, I, I see that God is saying, no, I, you know, I have a plan for every generation and it changes. So what does that changing plan look like? And I, my whole thing about internet ministries, I don't think that um, it's wise for churches to, at this point, especially in America, you know, maybe in other nations, it's a little bit different, but mm -hmm. in America, where do you reach the younger generation, right? You reach them in their iPhone. Like, that's literally where they are. That's their, they live in this little tiny square. Like it's, it's, so if you're not there, they might not see you. And that's, being able to reach people through the mediums that they are engaging, you know, once upon a time, that meant setting up a tent, yeah. literally in the 1950s, you set up a tent, people are walking by, they're like, why is that big tent there? Maybe I should check it out. Like that's reaching people through the medium that they're going to engage with. Now that's an iPhone, that's a tablet, that that's their computer. And so you, you want to be sure that you're making yourself available in these ways. Moreover, if you're able to create community through a medium that people are already engaging, even better. I mean, the, people have a robust social life on Facebook and yeah, online. Twitter and and I, I, I won't say MySpace anymore, but <laughs> talk about Instagram. Like that's where people are living their lives. So so yeah. we have to go there to reach people, and with an offering that looks like it was intentional, right. Yeah. Love that. Love that. That's, I mean, we're all there, you know, like the boomers, right. The, obviously the millennials, like, like everyone's there, like everyone's online. Um, and churches really need to think about it. That's COVID's been, you know, devastating in a lot of ways. And, but I think the positive of this is what I'm hoping for, for churches is that, you know, this thing forced us all to go online and I hope every church, every pastor, every leader comes out of it having learned something, right? It doesn't mean we're all going to be pros and we're going to be the best at this. You know, there's always going to be someone better, but hopefully every church learns how to get a little bit better 
and start doing things online so that they can reach their community of people that are kind of right around them, but they're all on their phones. Um, so love that. Dan, really appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, joining us today. And uh, where can people go to connect with you? Yeah, our ministry is at www.bridemovement.com. And from there, you'll be able to find everything else that we're doing. Love it. love it, love it. Well, guys, thanks for joining us live today. If you watch the recording, definitely make sure you subscribe. Uh, click the little bell on YouTube. And uh, we will see everybody next Monday. Have a great week.